Welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm Sheree Felice, and this week I am speaking with Hua Yi, the publicist for 140, a group that helps migrant workers here in Taiwan. Okay, so 140 is an organization that helps migrant workers here in Taiwan. Can you explain a little bit about 140 does and what it is? Oh, okay, yeah. Actually, 140 is founded on 2015, and actually this is a non-profit startup committed to migrant worker issues. So uh, we are devoted to um, empowering these migrant workers with the necessary skills and training so that they can regain self-awareness and self-confidence with like, clear visions for the future. And also, we curate like, various um, cultural events and activities, such as the photo exhibitions and cultural events, to facilitate the connections and empathy between the Taiwanese and the migrant workers. Yeah, this is what we have done within these five years. Oh, wow, that's amazing. How many migrant workers are currently working in Taiwan? Uh, actually, in this year, there is around 7,000 migrant workers in Taiwan. Yeah. Okay. And where are they usually coming from? What countries, mainly? Oh, mainly, actually, uh, they are mainly from Indonesia, Vietnam, Taiwan. I'd be interested to know, has the COVID-19 pandemic affected migrant workers working in mm-hmm. Taiwan and coming into Taiwan? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, we have a offline classes, and also we have asked our students whether their lives have been affected or not. And most of our students, actually, they are the domestic caretakers in Taiwan, and some of them may not be like that employer are not allowed them from going outside. But so far, most of them have not been affected so much, and also they got a mask too. And this is what we have asked our students, yeah. When you say they're not being allowed to go outside, do you mean outside of the country, or do you mean outside of the house? Outside of the house. Wow, is that legal? Actually, the caretakers are actually taking care of the old people in the house, so the employer may worry that maybe they're going outside, they will like, have a possibility to get affected or what. Yeah, but so far, most of the caretakers in Taiwan, not all of them have like have a rest day. Some of them like maybe can only rest once in a month or once in once or two weeks. Yeah, or once in a week like that. Are there any regulations in Taiwan that give migrant domestic workers the right to have days off? Actually, this is what a lot of like migrants NGOs are advocating for to ensure that the migrant workers have their rest day, like maybe at least once in a week. Yeah, and so far in one forty, most of our students we can say that they are the. Uh, luckier ones as they have a rest day like once in a week so that they can come to our classes and have classes and to take on the course of the 140, yeah. As of now, it is still legal to forbid migrant worker domestic helpers from going outside because of the risk of COVID-19? Yeah. Actually, this is kind of like a lot. It's not like very, very restricted one because some of the migrant workers, like domestic workers, can also like going outside from their house to, you know, to have hang out with their friends or whatever. But some of them are not allowed going outside. But so far, we have asked them about how the situation is going and they will say like, oh, it's still okay. Some of them may be like rest at their home or whatever. They will have a rest day in their house. But my point is... 
that's legal? This is like a very gray area for the migrant workers, whether they, not all the migrant workers in Taiwan, but for the domestic caretakers, there's like a gray area for them, whether or not they can rest once in a week or rest once in a month. I see. So you mentioned a lot of migrant workers are domestic helpers, but what other jobs do they usually do? Uh, this year we have like overall 100 students and most of them are caretakers. Normally they are taking care of the old people like Akong or Ama in the house. Mm-hmm. It's mainly their job. Yeah. Okay, but are there other industries in which they work? Maybe they're like uh, domestic caretakers, industrial laborers, or fishing workers. Oh, okay. I see. Mm. Because on your website, you describe what's called 3D industries, and these industries are described as dangerous jobs in which Taiwanese citizens are unwilling to do, including domestic fishermen and distant water fishermen. Are there any other mm. types of jobs that Taiwanese are unwilling to do that migrant workers do? Actually, it's mainly about these three sectors. Yeah, we mentioned our website. With all of the protests that are going around in the world regarding race and race relations, do you think mm. that right now migrant workers are subject to any racism or prejudice in Taiwan? I think, yes, since you mentioned that the racism is like around the, the world, is happening around the world. I Oh, the racism like maybe come from the misunderstanding, and also this is what happening in Taiwan. So that is why, as one forty, what we are doing is want to reduce the gap of misunderstanding between the locals and the migrant workers. So that is why we will like curate the various events, like I mentioned before, and also the cultural event with teams and around like festival or popular topics. And also we write the stories about migrant workers in Taiwan using the text, illustrations, sounds, or other things to capture their experience in Taiwan. So that we hope that it could be a platform for the public to learn and understand the migrant issue in a very different way and to understand their story and to understand their experience in Taiwan. Are migrant workers facing racism or prejudice here in Taiwan? If you say racism and prejudice, I mean yes. Yeah, some of them, like, maybe <clears throat> in the case we have approached before, like, some of the migrant workers, like, are not allowed to eat with their employer. And some of them is uh, the employer. If something that has been, you know, missed in their house, like maybe the employer misplaced something or misplaced their money on the table, they can't find the money, they will talk that the caretakers take away the money. But the reality is that they misplaced the money and they forgot where the money is so that we'll feel like consider the category as a thief. Sometimes the categories in the house will feel like they are not trusted by their employer. And this is what some of the categories tell us they live in a house with the employer. They really hope that the employer can trust them. Migrant workers are obviously foreign workers. Do they have the same rights as workers coming from the United States or the UK? Actually, no, because uh, most of the migrant workers come to Taiwan is through the broker system. What's yeah. the broker system? The broker system is like the broker will charge the money from the migrant workers and the employers so that they will like provide the services like for the migrant workers in Taiwan. And only the broker system, not all the broker system, but some of the broker system will like charge the high fee from the migrant workers. Yeah. Mm. So through this, and one of the things is like the migrant workers in Taiwan 
are not allowed to transfer their jobs freely, like the workers from the United States. Why do migrant workers have to go through a broker system?、Uh, actually, this is the law that has broker system that provide the services like the language. Or help the employer in Taiwan to find the workers from the Southeast Asia. So this is like a work service. I see. Okay. Where can migrant workers find legal protection or legal aid?、Uh, labor standard is one of the protection, and also if they have say something unreasonable, they can call the labor department. They have a, a line called one nine five five. Yeah, so that the migrant workers can seek the help from the labor department. Domestic categories are protected by the Employment Service Act. Yeah, but others migrant workers are protected by the Labor Standard Act. And if they have faced something unreasonable, they can actually call the labor department one nine five five. I think this is not. Restricted to any migrant workers in Taiwan. Okay, so what you're telling me is every migrant worker is covered by at least one of these acts. Correct. Yes. 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 So there is no job that is not covered by one of these two acts. If the situation is the migrant workers no runaway, so maybe they are not covered by these two of acts. What do you mean by that? If some of the situation like the Domestic worker run away from their employer and become the undocumented workers in Taiwan. Maybe they are not protected by these two of the acts. But don't you see how that's a huge problem? Because if a domestic worker runs away, they might be running away from sexual abuse or abuse of some kind. So you're telling me that if they run away because they're being abused, they are no longer covered by these acts. They are run away because of abuse. Yes, because some of them they are facing the you know not a very good employer. So as soon as a migrant worker or a domestic migrant worker runs away from their employer, they're considered undocumented workers. Yes. So even if it's because of sexual abuse or abuse of any kind, there's no legal entity that they can go to for help. There are some NGOs that can they can seek the help to like the TIG and like the other NGO workers like in Chinese like TWA or TIG. They are the NGOs that can protect the help and protect the sources for these undocumented workers or for the workers who have faced like abuse from their employer. I see. Well, thank you, Hua Yi. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you, thank you too. That's it for this week's episode of Taiwan Talk. Don't forget to tune in next week for an all-new episode. Also, if you're interested in learning more about 140 and how you can help migrant workers here in Taiwan, head to 1-40.org. Remember to take care of yourselves. I'm Sheree Felice.